Well, hello everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 754, recording today on the 19th of April. Uh, yeah, that's right, April. I, I feel a little bit discombobulated. I've just got back from NAM. this is the post-NAM show. Uh, this is the music technology podcast as well, called Sonic Talk, and uh, you will be uh, enjoying, I hope, uh, our discussions of all the recent music technology stuff from uh, NAM, uh, which is a big show in Anaheim, California, um, usually in January, but it's sort of moved. I think they're going to go to January next year. So we're going to have only eight months and before the next dam. So we're back from that and we saw a lot of good stuff. I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up as well. We've got our Patreon. I'm going to play, uh, play a little uh, trailer for that. We do encourage you to support us on Patreon. It helps us keep things uh, ticking over and... Um, you know, in these difficult-to-find ad times, always nice to support the things you like, assuming you do like this, in which case, if you don't, then don't support it. Why not consider joining us on Patreon? We've got a couple of levels. Even for the mere 250 a month, you'll get all our stuff ad-free, plus the occasional exclusive video. In fact, I did post a few from Nam, uh, just a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, because I wanted to get some out to all of the Patreons, so there's uh, two or three little short videos there. But as well as all of that, if you go up to the upper layer, you'll get free patches, you'll get everything ad-free, I think I already said that. But you also get exclusive video, you get Sonic Lab extras, you get all of that kind of good stuff including samples there's a whole bunch of things there in fact if you want to join us uh, including a load of stuff from our, our, our email actually we've got some exclusive stuff there uh, so if you want to join us 250 a month for the basic level or 550 a month and if you do that before the end of the show your name will appear in the end credits because it's all done automatically once again please consider joining us on patreon back to the show yeah, well, gosh, I should have uh, I should have turned I should have drunk a cup of coffee before I uh, before I did that ad. I sound tired and uninterested, but I assure you that's not what all of our content is like. Anyway, uh, lovely to have uh, you viewers there. We've got uh, a bunch of people in the chats. We've got the IRC, we've got the YouTube, we've got the Twitch, and um, we've got Facebook Live. So please do enjoy. Just want to say big thank you to Wagyu as ever for uh, manning the controls of the uh, not insignificant amount of technology that brings all the comments together but also, uh, as he does for many shows, uh, moderating the comments uh, and keeping them clean and free from lonely ladies who tend to congregate at such events. Right, let's say hello to some people. It's been a while since, well, firstly, we haven't had, we got two Robbies, or two Roberts, or Rob, uh, well, one's a Robert and one's a Robin, so Robs, could be Bobs. <laughs> There's another one. Thanks for that. Hello, Robbie. No. How are you doing, Robbie? No. How are you doing? I haven't got a lower. Robbie is uh, uh, free for a moment because uh, he's normally producing or working with uh, Howard Jones. I guess you were you on tour recently, Robbie? I think. Um, well, we've have we been on tour recently? We did a no, we did a European. I went to I did a cruise. I played on an eighties cruise oh, in yeah. the in the Caribbean with uh, with Howard and Living so Colour and Dev Devo a and a few other bands. So that was fun. We had a week, did two two gigs on the first night because there's there's like two thousand people on this thing, and they can the venue only holds a thousand. So they have to do we have to do two gigs, and then the rest of the time it was just a holiday hanging out with all these bands. So it was wow, um, sounds fantastic. It was fun. It was a fun time. And then um, we just Excellent. getting. Then we just found out this week we've got a twenty eight dates tour with Culture Club in America in the summer. So. So that's going to be fun. 
Yeah. Excellent. Well, that sounds really good. This sounds great. So yeah. uh, plenty, plenty of stuff to be doing on the road. Are you doing much studio work as well? Are you in the? Um, I've, well, I've just I just signed the, the last this week my uh, little deal with with BT's label Cassette. So I've got my first release coming out under my artist name Delta B mid May next month. So that's just come back from mastering. So that's all exciting. So been doing that um, and just a few bits and bobs really. Excellent. Well, lovely to see you. It's been a long time. We must actually yeah, try and meet up in person because I don't think we've yeah. actually seen you since before all of the all of the horrible business. But uh, yeah, we should. I we should saw I saw you at the um, the Bristol event. Oh, you the Bath event, the first one. The first. Oh yes, one. of course. Yes, you did. That's right. In November. Yes, yeah. of course. How could I forget? Yeah quite easily obviously yeah. <laughs> I do apologize. anyway lovely to uh, lovely to see you and also we have uh, the other rob of robin robin uh, vincent molten music tech uh, a man of many youtube uh, videos and uh, writing and reporting <laughs> and modular and all that stuff how are you robin you well yeah i'm doing good thank you i'm glad the sun's out over here i'm allowed to take my jumper off in the shed which is nice and uh starting looking forward to to bright colors and things oh. yeah a bit of spring <laughs> a bit of spring and all that yeah wouldn't that be nice yeah it would so what's going on in the youtube channel have you got any uh, exciting video oh, did i see you have you got the um oh what did i see you had I can't remember. My short-term memory is completely kaput after Nan, as you know it does. Yeah, you, you I, I have some things, definitely. Yeah, yeah, things. I mean, I've got. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, since synthes, which is only a month ago or so. I'm so behind with everything. I've got great big boxes of stuff all over the place that I need to be looking at and making videos on. So there's no end of stuff, which hopefully should start coming out very soon because I'm a little bit overwhelmed. But I've been playing with a wobbler today. That was uh, that's been fun. The wobbler two from this is not rocket science. Um, I got a bunch of error instrument stuff just turn up as well, which is I've kind of got to put a day aside for that because it's just going to make you feel weird, and you know you don't want to <laughs> intersplice that with anything else. You just got to kind of give it its own space so that it can, you know, do, so you can understand and do its thing. I think don't get contaminated. So yeah, yeah, no, indeed. <laughs> Quarantine yourself. lots and lots. Right. Well, yeah. lovely, well, lovely to have you, Robin. And uh, we haven't actually seen you since Synthes. So, uh, yeah, I must talk to you about uh, how you felt it went and stuff. I'm sorry I couldn't make it, but I know um, I know Gaz did. In fact, I'll introduce Gaz now, and then we can uh, then we can perhaps refer. Gaz Williams, of course, there, music technologist, YouTuber, bass player, all those things. How are you, um, Gaz? Were you well? Uh, yeah, I'm really well. Thank you very much. Uh, inspired and kind of excited. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Um, Really, really, really gutted to announce that I'm not going to Superbooth this year, though. That's, uh, <gasps> I can't believe it. I'm absolutely gutted about it. So, oh, uh, and that's because I'm playing Eurovision. That's been announced now. Um, it had which, to happen once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, it's not on a Saturday. I'm playing on Friday. Like this, it's a big party, this big party on the Friday night. Um, with Charlotte Church and the gang. Uh, well, that'll be great fun. I mean, I imagine it'll be really, really good fun. I don't know. I, I'm torn about it. You know, Superbooth is just like, you know, the most incredible event. Uh, you know, it's like the epicenter. And I'm sure, because we're going to be talking about Nam 
it and it being so close to Superbooth, I th- I think certainly has affected like maybe some of the synth news at Nam, but that's that's another mm. point. Um, but yeah, Superbooth is soon though, isn't it? What we're only yeah, literally, soon. it's uh, it's about three weeks away. It's just yeah, like, well, four weeks nearly. I'm just thinking. Oh my God! How am I going to fit all of this in? Yeah, an organisational, organisationally and stuff. But yeah, mm. uh, it'll be good. But I mean, like Nam, I guess is the the topic, though, isn't it? So clearly, Superbooth yeah. come in. Maybe that does affect the Nam stuff. But there's still lots of lots to talk about, isn't there? Absolutely. Well, as you know, uh, Nam just happened. I mean, just a recap. Nam, of course, uh, usually runs for four days. This time it was only for three. So we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which was really weird because we always party on Saturday night, and that's the day because we've done three days of the show. We think if we've we've either got to party to commiserate because everything went wrong or because we're smashing it, and we didn't because Friday we were still working on the Saturday, so it was a bit weird. But it was it was good. Just want to say a big thanks to the team which is Andy and oh actually let me just I've got a break uh, uh, Andy, Ed, Chris B, Chris D, Ben, Rob, Jim, Mira and uh, yeah all of the team we had a lot of people working on it because we were getting some people um, up to speed for Superbooth where we'll be doing much the same thing um, and yeah and our sponsors Soma and Spectrasonics and uh, Strands vo- slash Void Vista so yeah um, but Smaller, less synths, less actual floor space. I mean, for those of you who have been to NAMM and maybe didn't go this time, there's the big hall, which is massive. And that wasn't totally full. In fact, you know, the first two halls were big and then it would sort of tail off. So you had a sort of front row and then the back was was kind of a bit more just filled with uh, cases and stuff. No basement whatsoever. And then the main ACC hall, which is the new one, uh, the ground floor, that was actually really vibey this time because I think lots of people came in through that entrance and that was the first place they went and that felt like there was quite a lot of uh, stuff. So less footfall perhaps, but all the people that were there sort of felt like they were not tyre kickers. You know, they were there for a reason and they were all pros. It was There were less people wandering around just trying to get stickers and free stuff and more genuinely interested. Right. So from my, it seemed that way to me, but uh, I, I haven't spoken to any exhibitors yet and whether the footfall was greater or lesser than last time. But there was still plenty to look at. I don't know, from afar, I don't know what uh, what, what kind of impression you got. It sort of, did it feel like an event or did it feel a bit less uh, less? So to, to me, to me, it felt a bit less. It, it felt, I mean, I, 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 I mean, in years gone by, you just found loads of things to. I know, I know that that's always changing with the fact that so much stuff gets released just with general releases across the internet all throughout the year. But it just did seem. Uh, last time I was there was the one that happened just before you know COVID hit. You know, the, the last proper yeah, that proper one wasn't it? And that was like full on and. Um, Certainly, I remember all. It just—I I probably found half a dozen things that I was interested in that I saw. That I saw were announced at it, which is probably right. way less than in the past. I don't know if that's because of my well, maybe- my indifference to things more these days, or because they're just genuinely like Gaz says. Maybe the sort of stuff that I'm interested in was is being held off a bit as a super booth. Yeah. You could be right there. I mean, I think the thing about Superbooth also, I think Superbooth was impacting uh, certainly in the synth last time. The last time I went, which was 2020, there was definitely less there because people were going, if it's going to cost me X to go to uh, LA and I I live in um, America and I could go to Berlin for the same sort of outlay, I think I might rather go to 
you know, to, to, to Berlin, although it's less businessy. So it depends on what the reason is. I mean, I think the thing about Ber uh, Berlin is probably more media, but less dealers. So it depends on what you're looking for, I guess, yeah. as a synth show from, from, from there. Mm. I don't know. Um, Robin, what do you think? How did it seem your end? I mean, cause you, you presumably get access to all those press releases as well, like I do, and you, you get a sense. Yeah, you do. It feels very much more like a guitar show every year, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's masses of that kind of thing around, masses of, of cymbals and drums, percussion, uh, those sorts of things. Um, but there's there wasn't really that much to to grab my attention. I did keep an eye open for uh, for Jacob of the the sheer mm. um, Oberheim thing. So I thought he's bound to be there year after year. It will be tweaked a little bit more, and we'll get closer and closer to his uh, his clone of the Oberheim. But um, I didn't even see that. Although I did see Corey Feldman. I mean, you know, that's that's a bonus any day of the week. I think it was Ken talking to him on the Hydrosynth, which is very exciting. If you don't know what I'm talking right. about. That's fine. You have to be of a certain age. No, Goonies I, never die. Ah, yes. No, that's right. I think Ed <laughs> said he saw Corey Feldman, and I because I, I I'm not a Goonies fan, so I didn't really. Uh, oh, I see. Didn't really get get it, but yes, I remember him saying that. So yeah, I didn't really see so that any celebs <laughs> at all. Saw the obligatory Stevie Wonder. I saw Stevie Wonder on the uh, the Groove Synthesis Third Wave um, playing on that. Or at least, you know, I don't know if he's playing it. There was so I have a very funny. So I was going to say, I've got a very funny. I've got a very funny Stevie Wonder Nam story. I'll tell you after the after the show when I was working right. for TC Electronic one year doing presenting. Right. I think that's when I first met you. Actually, when you were doing that, but yeah. I, I, I I'm not sure I know. I, I once had to demo some stuff at uh, Nam to um, Bruno from Fame, the keyboard player. Whoa. With, with the big hair, big curly yeah. hair. So that was quite kind of nice. funny. That was, nice. That's kind of my was one of my funny spots of now once. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great one. Uh, um, yeah. Well, f uh, actually, funny fact: um, uh, uh, Suzanne Vega went to Juilliard in the seventies when Fame was Fame School. She was oh. one of the students during that period. She told me that uh, I met her a few a, a few times back, and she and I just said, "Wow, that must have been amazing." So she was. She knew the real Bruno and the real Irene Cara and all of those kind of types, although she wasn't very... I don't think she was one of those outgoing um, students. So, yeah, <laughs> right. you could probably get from the, the, the nature of her lyrics. Uh, but, yeah, I, I know it is interesting, isn't it, Robbie, that, um, Robin, that, that there's less... You know, that it felt less showbiz all round, I mm. would say. There was less of that going on and less of those kind of people there, less... You know, because normally, I mean, I remember years gone by, there'd be loads of people in costumes and all gothed up and really just sort of almost yeah. almost just on parade, just sort of there to be seen and see. Uh, and there was less of that this time, very much less of that. Um, and I guess that's, that makes it more businessy, which I guess is what it always used to be. It became a little bit too much for a couple of years where you go there and it was just literally everybody, everywhere you turn, somebody would be handing you a CD saying, listen to my my CD and it was always the same thing mm. mastered in the same Pro Tools. It was, it was like, it was just so generic and it became a little bit difficult to discern what was different, I suppose, for everywhere. But uh, I don't know, but Gaz, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to sort of say that there was nothing to talk about because there certainly is stuff to talk about. I was just wanted yeah. to get general impressions. I don't know what your thoughts are. Uh, well, I, I was really impressed by the amount of content that you that you made and really broad 
lots of software and lots of interest in software as well. So perhaps there was more happening in in that area, uh, certainly some quite unusual things software-wise. Um, and the orange vocoder from Zenaptic, oh, yeah. yes. Finally. Yeah, yeah, finally, yeah. It's looking <laughs> very nice. Uh, you know, it, it's a, gosh, that's an old plug-in originally, isn't it? When was that? It's 20 yeah. years old or I've something? I've had every iteration yeah. of that one. Uh, Have you? It's funny. Yeah, I bumped into yeah. uh, Dennis, uh, the, the guy from Zenaptic. Last time I saw him, he was, you know, he had quite short hair. Now he's got really long hair. So yes, it's Dennis. Like, it's almost like the hair is also an indicator of how long it took to finish the plug-in in a, in, in a, in a sort of weird <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should um, have it yeah. cut now, just with that. But, I mean, in, in terms of the big releases, yes, I think it's been held over for Superbooth. But uh, that IntelliGel, uh, what's it, Cascade? What's it, Cascade? Cascade, yeah. Yeah, that was announced, wasn't it? And I mean, um, for some people, it might be a bit yawn worthy because it's like a subtractive synthesizer, analog, etc. etc. I mean, it's not particularly cheap either, but when you look at it, it is well, actually, hold that thought because hold that thought because I've actually got that lined up. So we could, in fact, sorry, I'm almost like you planned it. I I was like, that's go. what I was asking in advance. Hold on, let me just play that and we can kind of go into it. Because yes. uh, yeah, it wasn't at NAM, but uh, I've got a great video from uh, Myla Melodies. Hello. Mm. There's just a load of uh, quite interesting uh, sonic examples from uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, missed this. It wasn't there. I mean, lots of people were talking about it and the video got oh. released because there's, there's a sort of feeding frenzy around it. But um, 2,149 2, bucks and it's a two VCO synth. I mean, there is a lot to it. And I have to say, I've yeah, got yeah. the Intelligel Atlantis, which I think sounds fantastic. And this obviously has got a lot of that heritage in there. <laughs> but as you're saying that, uh, Gaz, it may, it's, it's, it is another subtractive synth, but it does sound like it's got a lot going for it. And I'm sure we'll see yeah. it at Superbooth. Well, the thing that struck me about it was having only recently in the last few years um, started playing around with Intelligel stuff. Um, Intelligel have a very uh, clear, sometimes don't want to say necessarily workmanlike, but just a very kind of clear and um, functional. Uh, I mean, not all, they've got loads and loads of things, of course, but uh, I really appreciate. I really appreciate their kind of clean design ethos, yeah. and uh, this is like a. It looks like a just like a summation of all of the kind of clever designs that they've been working on for years in in individual modules, kind of put together into like a yeah. super module. You know, uh, you know the. The Pittsburgh modular tiger is a little bit like that with Pittsburgh, you know, just sort of bringing yeah. their kind of, you know, all great that ideas. stuff in one place. Yeah. And that's what this kind of looks like. And I mean, yes, it's got quite an expensive price in a way, but I mean, if you were to break that down into modules, um, mm. it, it would probably yeah, exactly. be sort of way more. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I think it looks yeah. great. I mean, for what it is, yeah, wow, it's really good. Oh yeah. God! Oh, there's buttons everywhere. Let's have a look. Yeah, I, 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 Robbie, you sounded very keen on this as well. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, so I've got, I, I've got quite a few, I've got quite a few Intelligel modules, and my mate, 
my Euro rack case is the big pallet case, performance case. I mean, I, 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 and I go with what Gaz says. They're kind of like, it's like really clean design, really everything is just really efficient and works well. And, um, you know, they, so it kind of appeals to me because I, li- I like the fact that it's nice and clean looking and very well laid out. It, and like Gaz says, some of the parts, I mean, with all the I.O. and everything, like if you add it all up and you try to build that, the pallet case, it would cost you a lot of money, you know. Yeah. I'm not so sure about the thin wooden side bits, but you know me and wood. Uh, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the lovely grey and white industrial design is, is slightly sort of like sort of put back by the wood on the sides, but that's just me. Yeah, it's, it's got very uh, similar colouring to um, uh, the Super Six, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the grey one. Uh, yeah, interesting. So nice. Mm. Yeah, I know, Robin. I mm. mean, you, you know, Mister Modular. Also, have you got any IntelliGel um, stories uh, or experience? Uh, I have the odd module. I mean, surgical is probably the word that I would use. Uh, yeah. But the, mm. to be honest, from from my point of view, I don't think it looks very nice at all. I think it's uh, it's. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not. The, the, I mean, I'm talking purely about the the aesthetic of it. For me, it is, does nothing for me at all. It, it doesn't look like it invites me in to do anything. However, as far as a an instrument goes, it is for for modular people. It is packed full of modular type utilities. It's not. It's not something you would see as a semi modular synth, although it is. Um, and you could just play it. But it's got this whole strip in the middle, which is all utilities, all interesting things. You've got wave folding, so it's not just subtractive. You've got wave folding, yeah. you've got sub and hold. Oh, those sorts of noises. I mean, it reminds me actually more of the ARP 2600. Yeah. Um, and yeah. kind of prices itself around that sort of space with the Korg one, uh, I think. And maybe crossed with the Synthy. And the original, not the original Synthy, the original Erica Synthy, and my Synthex I'm talking about, uh, which was the slightly weirdly Hello. coloured one, which is why I oh, keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it's um, I think it's going to sound amazing. It's a place where you have to play. It's not, you know, you have to patch it. It's all going to be about yeah. the patching. It's not a, it's not just a thing to play with. It's a thing you have to get really into. But I, I prefer it in black or silver or orange or mm, fair play vermouth not that yeah well I, vermouth. I, I, yes yeah apologies nick after you after you no go go i i i mean i like the sound i'm because the Ant- the atlantis was one of the first or one of the early one one. uh single voice modules and uh it, i think it mm. was sort of 101 mc 101 um sh 101 kind of vibe i don't know if it sounds much like that i'm a single oscillator this has only got this has only got two so two mm-hmm. oscillators but yeah all of those um all of those features i suppose for the money is pretty hold, reasonable hold that think. image up there then nick so um yeah. one thing that intelligel have really sort of uh, pushed a lot into Eurorack is the one new format as opposed to three yeah. U. And this, if you look at this, it almost looks like it's comprised of. It's not. It's not. But it almost looks like it's comprised of two one U sections and two three U sections. Um, so along the top, you can see it's got effect sends and returns. You know, on yeah. big jacks. 
you know, which uh, the busing thing, yeah, you know, which they've brought that very much into Eurorack as well, you know, and uh, so just that was just to further that idea that this just seems like that they've just melded a lot of what they do together, you know, including yeah. the one new format, you know, into this, into this thing. Uh, yeah, it's like a pre-made the layout, case, a little, basically, isn't it? Yeah, pre-made pallet case. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the layout's a little strange, though. I think the the layout doesn't really follow anything that that anyone usually does. Not that it has to, of course. I mean, the you know the oscillators are down at the bottom, and one of them's sort of on the left, and one of them's a bit more middle next to the envelopes, and then the filters at the top, mm. and then so you know it is like you've built your own pallet case where you just put the things wherever the heck you like. You know, it doesn't follow the usual, <laughs> I can see you're getting OCD the usual there, conventions. <laughs> getting Eurorack OCD there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to rearrange it. The patching yeah, goes well, happens in the middle, doesn't it? Which is a bit unusual, yeah. leaving the bottom bit unpatched and the middle and the. Well, that's good the for cabling, isn't it? It's really that's good for true, cabling actually, having yeah. that down the middle. Yeah. It, it stops it yeah, getting all in the way that... of the knobs. Well, that could be right. Anyway, it's, it's over two grand. I don't yeah. know when it's. I mean, I, I, because I, I, I was, I, I literally, I was in the air um, most of the time. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention to this because I, I literally just was filming stuff. So, uh, but it looks like it could be fun, and it's not really a Nam thing, I suppose. But uh, hey ho, uh, probably good time to uh, run a, a message from our friends. Uh, it's very nice of them to uh, continue to support us here, and uh, much appreciated. So, I will just say thanks to them. Ozone 10 is the future of mastering. The new version includes Master Assistant, match your master to any reference file or files. Also, the Stabilizer module in advance adds clarity with intelligent and adaptive mastering EQ. Also included is the Impact module in advanced, which enhances the rhythm by controlling microdynamics. Don't forget the code SONIC10 at isotope.com forward slash SONICTALK to save an additional 10% off any software purchase, not including subscriptions. And we thank Isotope for the continued support of the show. And if you're interested in maybe saving a 10%, you can head over to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk. We've got a special landing page. Any Isotope plug-in purchase, use the code Sonic10 at checkout to save. And that often includes sale items as well. So uh, one certain, I think they're doing an upgrade at the moment. Oh, I think you can get all of their stuff for 299 or something. And that's going to say you're saving a 30 bucks on that. Anyway. Thanks very much to them for their support. Um, so yeah, okay. I guess we're we're on to sort of other uh, other stuff really because uh, we do have um, some other picks, I suppose. And 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 I think one of the things that you were interested in, I, if I come to you, Robbie, first, um, uh, let me just play it, I suppose, and then we can uh, then we can get into that. So I believe, uh, let me just find the right button. I think it's uh, this one. So hi, Mikael. Yeah. Um, we're here at uh, NAM. we're at the Freakport booth, right? And you're going to show us the Freak Tube. Yeah, so our first product, the Freak Tube FT1. Uh, a bit of a new innovative uh, product. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we say analog reinvented, and I explain you a bit uh, how. I'll summarise because I don't think he gets to the point that quickly. And um, <laughs> time's, time's moving on. <laughs> Essentially, it's, uh, as far as I understand, it's four tubes with four kind of like warming circuits, saturation and EQ. A bit like the uh, um, the electron, electron. What's it called? Analog drive? Is that what it's called? Analog heat. What it was called? Heat. Analog heat. Yeah. Similar sort of concept, I think, but perhaps a bit less 
stuff in there. Um, and and so you use it as a pl you control it via a USB plug-in, a plug-in that then sends the audio into the circuit back out again so you get a round trip d to a a to d and you can automate and you can you can have it do its warming on you can i guess you can link the pairs uh and you've got midi control 850 uh euros which for four channels is pretty reasonable i would say i i mean mm. i don't know anything of, about the company um so i can't vouch yeah. for you know how anything else but uh, this this took your fancy yeah, I mean, I like all this sort of stuff. I've got the I've got the Otto machines, bim bam boom. So I've got the bim, you know, which is the which has got the analog drive section. And I'm I'm always looking for stuff in software. Like I've used Decapitator for years by Sound Toys and the the Black Box HG2 and XLN RC20, all those plugins for sort of bringing in sort of valve stages and you know bringing in warmth and fundamentals and harmonics. And it just seemed like a really elegant modern day sort of outworking of that sort of like you say very much along the analog heat thing but just with a little bit more a little bit more to it and i'm a sucker for anything that's kind of not too kind of old school analog a bit more sort of forward thinking like that so yeah it appealed to me a lot well, one of the things I thought is, you know, if you're going to go to all that trouble and put a, a, a USB audio interface into it, it would be probably make sense to stick some mic amps in and so you could use it as, you know, a return circuit or you can actually use it as an, yeah. a, a warmed up mic. I mean, I guess that would add an awful lot to the price. So, but I mean, that might make, make, make sense, I suppose, in some ways. I don't know. Um, I, Gaz, you were nodding there, but I mean, well, the same with the heat. Yeah. It would make sense for that really, yeah. wouldn't it as well, I suppose. Well, the heat has got, um, it, it has Lining, got linings yeah. so you can use it um i use it concurrently so i've got it connected via the analog heat that is via usb and it's also uh i'm using it wired in so you can kind of use it in two functions which is really handy but i think though this has some similarity some clear similarity obviously the plug-in uh the fact that this is controlled entirely by plug-in i think isn't it it's got um yeah. i mean you've got controls on it as well but um it's the the tubes are different. So hi, Mika. It's got a different tubes. So you've got and yeah, you can right, run different it flavors. Four, four monos, or two monos and a stereo, or two stereos. So nice and flexible. Um, and the different tubes are gonna sound pretty different. You know, I love tubes. What am I saying? Tubes, valves. Valves. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I, I really, I, I, I've in recent years, I've just really got into running stuff out of digital through some analog and back into digital again. I'd avoided that for years. I was under the impression that you do the first A to D on the beginning of the signal path, so like that diaphragm of a microphone or the movement of an electric guitar string and then when it hits those analog to digital converters it stays kind of in the sort of digital world right up until it's on that cd playing out coming out of the speakers for the end listener i'd kind of stuck to that almost like a mantra mm. or like a rule uh thinking that extra ADDA conversions in a signal path is going to destroy the integrity of the signal and yes it does but that but in a good in a way, good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've become I, I've, I've gone the other way now I really always love to 
process stuff in analog, which is a pain in the bum because the thing about this which makes it a pain in the bum is that analog you have to do everything in stinking real time you know as opposed to (laughs) (laughs) offline rendering (laughs) yes but looks dead cool though looks really cool up my street too this thing yeah well i guess the the only thing with sorry sorry i was just gonna say i guess the only thing with these things is is always a thing of if you buy something like this, you hope the company's going to be around for a while because obviously it just turns yeah. into a big door wedge if the company goes under and it's a totally software-driven thing. But, um, you know, it's the risk oh, that's to take, true. isn't it? I mean, one thing I did also, one thing I did hear is uh, some, some companies are having to kind of uh, uh, diversify because a lot of these valves actually come from uh, Russia and Russian Federation. So it's kind of, you know, oh, you've got to make sure that you've got your, your supplies. I don't know whether these do or not. I know, Robin, one thing that has been saying in the comments is uh, valves really help heat the house, which uh, given your, given your uh, shed, that could be might, useful. That, might be a, that could be useful, right? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, as a Windows user, I will say that the thing that that comes to me is that oh, latency, latency. How you how do you deal with it? I mean, is it supposed to be used as a real time thing, me job, or is it something you just leave to happen in the render or or some such? I don't know. I mean, plugging extra boxes into a Windows box is never a happy never a happy thing. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't say. <laughs> So uh, those those things worry me about these sorts of boxes. Yeah, actually, because, I mean, if you think about it, you're going to have your interface, which may well be a USB device, and this will be another USB device, mm. which will have to be sort of aggregated somehow, and presumably they haven't written their own version of Overbridge. So how does it communicate? Uh, how, you know, Because if you're, if you're passing stuff through, does that mean you can't hear anything else out of your monitoring system? while you're doing mm. it because you have to select it as an audio interface. I, that that was a question I, mm. I would like to have uh, like the answer yeah, to. Yeah, that's right. I don't know yeah, whether that's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, Apple, have, Apple have made things a lot more difficult for connecting to external stuff without you explicitly, you know, allowing things to do. Um, so this company will have to stay ahead of the game to be able to keep that you know to keep it working and i think that would right. be my concern the the, yeah. the software upkeep of it because if apple you know for instance just you know i mean windows as well they change things and you need updates this i have i mean what have i got here i've got some things the lick the focus right liquid mix you know which is a beautiful yes. design thing incredible and so ahead of amazing thing but the software support did not last very long. Uh, of course, it was Firewire, blah, 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 another story. That would be my concern. It would just need yeah. to have long support. And it's a small company, who, a new company. Yeah, Freakport, uh, yeah, I think I, I think so. I'm not into Yeah, that's a fair, the fair point. Anyway, um, so, Robbie, you might need to think carefully before you... Yeah, um, no, I just, you know... <laughs> I know it's one of those things, isn't it? Do you support new companies, or do you do you continually think cynically that they're going to go under? I guess if none of us supported <laughs> them, then it's never going to move forward, is it? All right. No, I was true. sorry. I don't want to be cynical about it. I think it looks brilliant. No, it but I, I, do, I do agree. It's a risk. It's like like doing a kick, subscribing to an indie, whatever they those all those sort of things where you sort of might get your products or you might not. 
Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get on to... Um, well, this, this, this perhaps uh, was the star of the show, though I do believe... Um, this was leaked in advance by Sweetwater, which caused all sorts of behind-the-scenes shenanigans. I can tell you, I was talking to Ben Jordan about this, and it's uh, there was all kinds of nonsense going on. Uh, um, but uh, perhaps uh, that's for another time. Once the lawyers is it the Instacord? The... Say it's the Instacord. <laughs> it's not. Is it the Instacord? No. Oh, I chuck. Well, we're yeah. here on the uh, Polyen booth, <laughs> and uh, you're going to show us the new like mini tracker, right? Tracker mini. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is the Tracker Mini. It's our newest product. Um, it's uh, basically identical to our original tracker, um, but much more powerful. Um, with upgraded hardware, it's got a battery on board, and so you can basically use this on the go and make an album um, on the fly. And so which was basically their tagline. I mean, we didn't get a demo. We were sort of talking about it. But essentially, I, I really like the form factor of the original tracker. Mm. There's something lovely about the hardware as well. It's very clickety-clackety, but it, it sort of feels... So they've gone with a smaller version. This has got more RAM, four times the RAM. And I think the original tracker had two megs. So this has got eight megs for samples. Also, you can do stereo samples, uh, audio over USB... Uh, gosh, battery um, eight, up to eight hours or longer. In fact, Ben Jordan just posted a video the other day, uh, uh, and he's really, uh, really into it. And it's got a mic, so you can bring stuff in. You can. It does sound like they could be onto a winner there. Six nine nine US, yeah. which seems pretty reasonable. I don't know what the quality is. Gaz, are you just reaching for a tracker there? Yeah. Yeah. So I like the fact it took him ten minutes to find it in all his gear. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for ages going, where did I put that tracker? <laughs> in the bookcase, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, do you know, I think this looks like an evolution. I mean, I think they're going to be selling both trackers um, concurrently, uh, but really this one looks like a this looks great i gotta be honest it's really fun to use but this this grid uh it, it that's the most noticeable noticeable thing that's missing oh also and the wheel the wheel is the biggest casualty i think the wheel is fantastic the grid you do use it but you it's sort of in a way you've got the it's all about the track you know the the display yeah. and well in the performance cells. mode it's very useful the grid when because there's a performance mode where you can just quickly those each of those becomes a sort of yeah a track True. preset for an effect which yes. is really powerful and yeah great yeah. for performance so i don't know if you get the same thing yeah I, I i no i totally agree with you there that that's a very good point but i think the form factor i think being able to hold it in a hand like a game boy i think the game boy was a bit of the of a design um point wasn't it with with this new yeah, one I think so. being able to hold it and uh, for me makes a lot more sense of the tracker idiom this one tries to sort of cross i mean it's a great machine but it tries to cross into other territory a little bit whereas it going more into mm. this handheld form it just seems truer to the nature of what a tracker mm. is mm. and i think it's going to be super successful for them oh, uh, yeah, one of the yeah. One of the drawbacks of this, I think, stereo sampling it would is a major, major, major boon uh, compared to this. But also the sample time. You do run out of the, the amount of sample memory that you can have um, 
way yeah, too quickly. I, I still yeah. imagine that would be the, the the case with the with this new one. Although I did see, I think that you can use it to record on the It's got better clocking so. as well, hasn't it? Better clocking, apparently. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay. it, I mean, it really appeals to me because at the end of last year, well, end of last year's tour, American tour, I got the Dirty Wave M8 tracker. That's you know, all really that, one. Yeah. yeah. And that is an amazing device. But do you know what? My 50-year-old eyes just couldn't deal with it <laughs> because the screen was so tiny. I literally, I was like this, you know, the old, the old, like my phone out here. And it was just so frustrating because it's such a beautifully designed thing. So I'm really interested in this because I think I'd probably like to get my hands on one of these and sort of really get to grips with learning the whole tracker thing while I'm on tour this summer. Because because the screen's yeah. like a workable size for me, and it just it just well, also it just seems like a perfect perfect set of features really. So you'll be the guy on the tour bus that where okay, what's that noise and it's like clickety clackety yeah clickety, me clickety, making really irritating drum and bass <laughs> noises <laughs> in my bunk air, yeah, air sharing nice. them to everybody. Um, I know, yeah. Robin. Um, um, did you look at the original yeah. tracker? I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of hardware, I agree. And uh, um, but yeah, maybe this is maybe the yeah. new one is going to be more. It, it is. I mean, the, the original did did appeal to me certainly in in the look and feel of it. It feels like something like a machina or a, you know something of that of a of a desktop production studio. But to be honest, trackers are really are really not my thing. I don't feel I don't feel I'm gorilla enough to be to be be able to pull off doing a, a tracker thing you need to be on an amiga <laughs> is what i mean you need to oh. be to like seriously underground so you got you know you can of paint in one one pocket that you'll spray you will tag a bit of the underpass with and then you're doing a bit of tracking <laughs> not you know, you're doing a bit of that and you <laughs> No, and then you're then you're sampling, you're sampling the car going past and the gunshots over there, you know, and then you're, actually, you're off. Soul makes a great hi hat, doesn't it? Oh. Psst, 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 yeah. It does, oh, it does, it does. So yeah, yeah, it's never really appealed to me in in that regard. But it's hey, people love the things. It's yeah. really interesting because I remember the, um, the 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 Dirty Wave uh, video we shot. I think it was last Nam, the last Nam I was at in 2020, had a massive number of uh, video views, and I really didn't know yeah. where that came it's, from. I think there's a real interest. That is so in it. popular that thing. Yeah, it's so yeah, popular. but yeah. and also because I'm not really I, I I'm Mister Impatient when it comes to patterns and step time. Yeah, and I I just haven't. But I actually found the Poly End tracker quite good fun to use and quite intuitive. You get into a group with it and if you remember uh the first emom um john birch did an entire set on the tracker mm. with songs and sample vocals and it sounded yeah. bloody great it really did yeah. Sound yeah. Great. and that was stereo i think would be quite impressive as well i don't know i mean i think it's going yeah. to be an interesting one and hopefully yeah, I mean, yeah. I, i'm a little i thought a little bird told me one of the other reasons is because you know bigger script it's like a components issue you have to design around it. even though this tracker mini's been according to ben jordan's been in development for quite some time you know i'd imagine there's an element to you know all those extra buttons all those things you know when supplies are such an issue then they've really got to sort of design around it maybe that's a, there's an element of yeah. that to this as well so yeah we'll see but yeah there isn't any wheel um, on, there isn't any wheel on there though is there, there i mean there's there four there's, there's the arrows the sort of arrows up down yeah. left and right isn't there uh, um, that would be that would be my main that would be my main concern. I think is the missing. It's got the arrow thing, hasn't it? Yeah, on the left. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, that's sort of an RSI. 
injury waiting to yeah. happen there, I think, there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really but, hey, want to get know, one of those. A wheel, it does look very nice, but yeah, a wheel it runs, would be good. It, it runs the same firmware, very clever, you know, it, it's sort of, yeah. it, 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 so it's... Well, they're compatible, aren't they? The backwards compatible. Backward. But it's a little bit like how M- uh, Akai have been evolving the MPC and how all of those things run the same software. They're not having to make specific software for that, make specific software for that. They're making it work on the same platform. That's quite an interesting yeah. move from Polyend. Yeah, absolutely. I think it looks great. Well, as yeah, well, um, hopefully it'll do well. I mean, it seemed there was quite a lot of interest in it for sure. That's so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, uh, let me see. Um, I should probably have a, a word from our friends over at Baby Audio. Yeah, Baby Audio mix creative effects plugins designed to add color and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music, and were nominated for the S Awards two years. iPad and tweak section allows for detailed precision. You can save, I think it's uh, what was it? Yes, 15% with the code ST15. If you uh, would like to, yeah, for their plugins, make good stuff. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm suddenly struck so, by the uh, fact that you're the odd one. Sorry, Dick, I was just gonna say, suddenly struck by the fact that you're the odd one out. There's a three, three old men with gray beards, and you're the odd one out. <laughs> yeah, wow, actually, I, I'm the youngster. A beards and sins. Beards and sins. Makes a change. Makes a change, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we going to? Um, so uh, there's another one of your choices, Robbie. Which uh, again, so and, and hi, it's quite Alison. A... Hey. Oh no, that's not. And we're it. here what on the uh, Polyend booth. And... That's oh, the wrong one. Sound okay. toys one. Yeah, that's the sound toys. What? I was oh yeah, the sound so toys. Hi, Alison. Hey. Where is it? And we're here on the. Uh... <laughs> it's gone. So hi, Alison. Oh, <laughs> I'm just looking for Ah, that's why it's got accidentally switched off. Hey Tony, how are you going? Good, how are you doing? So we're here on the Sound Toys booth and yes, we you've are. got new product. Yes, we did. After a few years of developing, our new plugin Superplay is finally here and I can guide you through it. And you can already hear it on my voice as I start turning up the mix knob that the familiar classic EMT 140 sound that you a lot of our customers already familiar from the little plate is now also in super plate so so tony that's actually a great way to demo just basically put the mic through it i mean i didn't know why nobody else yeah. did that yeah. it did throw me a little bit because i kind of wasn't i had no control over the level but it was all it was all fine but yeah um actually quite big news because sound toys haven't been yeah. releasing a lot of new stuff obviously most of their <coughs> excuse me most of their work has been going into uh, M1 compatibility and Apple yeah. Silicon and you know all of that stuff. But yeah, Superplay yeah. adds more algorithms. They've also got a drive section so you can saturate it differently uh, depending on what the front yeah. end you want. 60 bucks upgrade uh, and will be available for FX rack. And it's not available yet. Yeah. It's in beta. May. I know you're a big yeah. you're a big user, aren't you, of sound toys stuff? Uh, I've used I've, they're my de- they're part of my desert island <laughs> plugins, the soft the sound toys so we I mean they don't release many plugins, but they just wait and just do like one plug in every couple of years and it's really great. There's like no duff ones in it. You know, to me, this is probably going to be my go-to plate reverb, just like the, you know, the delay is my go-to for all my delays. Um, you know, it's just, just, yeah, it just, it just, it struck me that it's got a great feature set. And like you said, with the stuff with the, with the drive and all that kind of thing, 
just seems like it's going to be a really nice creative tool. Yeah, I mean, it's got uh, obviously plates, it's got filtering, it's got uh, pre-delay, it's got uh, sidechain as well. So there's a whole bunch. Yeah, of sides, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, multi-purpose things. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know, Gaz. This this of interest to you? I don't know whether you we often talk about real plugins, don't we? So yeah. Yeah. Well, sound toys is one of my mainstays. Um, although I've just got to get a new. Stick, whatever they're called. The, Ilock. Um, Ilock. Yeah. So uh it's one of them things that get locked out as stuff. And then I've been a bit locked out on my sound toys for a while, but this makes me want to get back into it. I like what they're doing though with this. It's quite interesting. Uh I bought the uh the the um the bundle of the sound toys five. Uh it doesn't look like there's a sound toy six coming soon, but it looks like this you will can... be five point four, yeah. This will be when Yeah, it, when so it there's out, a yeah. paid upgrade. This I think it's the first one um since I've bought it years ago, to be fair. But I think it's regi- I think it, I think you can get it for if you if you're like me and you've got the Sound Toys five, what is it about fifty dollars or something? Yeah, something bucks, like that. I think, yeah. Sixty bucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I, I, I think that's I think, good value. Yeah, well, as Robbie says, you know, you you go back to these. Well, I I I would if I had an eye lock. Uh, <laughs> 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 I would go back and use them. Yeah, yeah. But Robin, um, I don't yeah, know actually, what your plugin your plugin arsenal looks like, but uh, I'm guessing it's uh, it's probably fulsome. <laughs> Yeah, well, not not so much, but I mean, sound toys are something that just crops up from time time and time again. I mean, you know, when occasionally I have to write best of articles, and you go, yeah, but this was released ten years ago, but it's still at the you know still in my top five of such and such formant changing or echoes or or this that and the other. You know, they really do nail it on the first try i think which is really good yeah, but i i yeah. i am a stock plug-in person these days because you know i've got broken eye locks as well and i just can't be doing with it and, you know it's it's that point where i have to sit through all these failed authorizations that come up every time i launch my door which just makes me what it should do is make me sort that out but no it doesn't i just yeah. get angry every time i launch my door <laughs> What a great way to start a creative session. Just see yeah, that absolutely. gently as it as it takes ages to load <laughs> and that idea's slipped from your grasp and you decide yeah, you see. just want to do an angry punk song instead, right? Yeah, I stick it on the reel-to-reel, you see. The only time my lock ever failed was when I had a really important artist come come from London to visit me at my studio here and the iLock mm. failed and it, won- it wanted to scan every plug-in and it was like 2,000 plug-ins. So I started Logic Up and it said scanning, and then it just was going one, two, and we literally had to sit here till it scanned all 2,000. Lost about three hours with just like sitting there, just like, don't mention the wall kind of thing. Oh, no. That's the only time it's ever let me down. Only time. Well, that's, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's adequate. Yeah. You know, once once is fine, I suppose. Yeah, I, I used, uh, when I've used it, I used the iLock Cloud, I think. Um, the iLock Cloud, I do that things, now. Well, yeah. Not all things work on the iLock Cloud mm. or interchangeable. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't yeah, yeah. bother with it, to be honest. But then I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to. You I don't have, use yeah. it very often. So, so it's, yeah. not, it's not really a big deal for me. Anyway, I thought I would throw that one in there. Any yeah. other picks nice. from anybody um, um, I was interested in that uh, iPhone app um, called Tape It, which there was a feature uh, 
that you covered Ooh. that you did. Oh gosh, uh, and I, I thought the idea was <laughs> great, um, but then the price was. You know, I, I I reached out to the developer because I was curious. So tape it basically. What it does is it makes your iPhone. I think it yeah, it's just an iPhone app, but it makes your iPhone just like a, a a field recorder. Well, not so much field recorder, an instant recorder, which it already is, but in stereo, it and it uses the two mics, and somehow it says it's got some sort of AI way for gain staging and creating a automatic stereo recording. Just and you can get like a lock screen. Um, lock screen button i've got one there right oh my look it looks like a on my cat's forehead um it, and then it just starts recording into stereo uh but i've got yeah i i didn't i didn't i didn't shoot that one but ed said it, what it what it he said one of the things that it does which sounds really sort of insignificant yeah. but it's actually quite so if you mumble into it it will recognize a voice and give the icon a you know a voice icon if you play guitar yes. into it it'll recognize that so that's the ai part of it it, it does those, but it also what was the other thing it does it, it use the two mics separately for some yeah. something clever yes. i don't remember no, that, that will do that so that's why i was saying it will kind of create a stereo recording by using the there's two front mics one at the top one at the bottom but um it uses both of them but somehow it it does this gain staging thing which i was kind of curious about so i've i've reached out to the developer and i've got it but i have to say that as a caveat because you look at this app and you think yeah this is great and then you go to buy it and it's either a 49 pound a year subscription Jesus. or a 99 mm -hmm. or you know 99 pound uh for the function wow, and it's two like, months oh, of your phone oh <laughs> no i mean you can buy a, a zoom you can buy a zoom h1n for about 85 pounds so right. it, it's just but but it does do some really nice things and there's some other nice things planned that is going to come one of the things that it does which i've just never seen before is they call it, I think, like wave paragraph or something. But if you've got like a long audio file, rather than it being compressed small, it just, it like reads like li like lines on a book and you can drop markers in. Right. So, you know, so the waveform is literally just sort of. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that is really cool. And everything about it is really cool, except that price. I can't get over that price. It just feels too expensive well it feels fine. insanely expensive compared to what you would expect to pay for for an app but other than that it's an excellent app well i remember i mean what was it when we first started out doing like sonic touch there was uh what was it cubase was was considerably expensive wasn't it the cubase remember the was that one of the ones that was really pricey there were a couple that were like yes. that's excessive it's you know and i don't know whether they've come down or not i suppose Oh, no, I think Cubase's will still cost about 30, 40 quid or something. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, it's not that much, is it? Yeah. Uh, but that's why this just feels like like it, it gives you this functionality, but then at, oh. at that cost, it's like, whoa, okay. I mean, maybe that's the AI or the licensing on whatever it is. I just don't know. Uh, but Yeah, I don't know about that. I've, I mean, we used... Uh, this is the other thing that about the NAM show, we actually used AI, 
this time to help us out because uh, we we finally fi we figured out how to do it, and so it, it summarised a lot of our videos for us, and we just said you know take this transcript and turn it into a two-paragraph summary. Uh, obviously, I had to check everything. Certainly don't believe any of the links it posted because it just made them up. But it made it really much, much, much quicker to be able to sort of add descriptions and stuff to the videos. So, I mean, you know, but that didn't cost us anything. That was all free. So have you got uh, a truck outside there, uh, um, Robin? I do. Yeah, someone's rotivating or cutting or oh, slicing right. or something, grinding chickens next door, I think, now. I Sorry don't know about whether that. Or not, uh, yeah, the tape, it, uh, I didn't see it, but yeah, that's that price does seem a little bit excessive, to be honest. And I, I mean, maybe it'll work, yeah. maybe it won't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes by making something really expensive, it sort of dares people to buy it so you end up selling more. Because I mean, ultimately, the people who buy it are going to really, really want what it does rather than just be mm -hmm. a casual buyer. And then those people are worth supporting. So there must be some kind of psychology or economics to it that makes yeah. sense but I, 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 oh. I'm not sure what that is I mean yeah, yeah it's hard to know but uh, um, yeah. yeah Robin any other picks for you anything else that you mm. kind of uh, you've... yeah the other thing I thought was interesting was the black BT Sussex um, ah, sustaining yeah, expression that. pedal did you see that I did I oh, that, that was um, uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find this is this is uh, yeah this is a little bit uh, difficult to to, to do because I'm going to see if I can actually find it. I did shoot that and that was um, oh, Black BT, where is it? Uh, yeah, oh here we go, I can bring it right in uh, that'll be this one Very good Nick how are you? I'm good, yeah not bad for a first day. To the top, top surface. If you so can... essentially it's a Bluetooth. So we have an iOS Android app that can give you that connectivity through MIDI, through USB. Foot USB switch MIDI. and okay. expression so, uh, pedal Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Massive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, Indian company, uh, the guy, uh, oh. I'm trying to remember what what uh, what the actual um, sales pitch was, because I did shoot it, but as you say, short to memory. So I think it's going to be about 159 bucks, did I, if I remember correctly, something like that. It's and not that big white thing, you, is it? It's not no it's circles. A little, it's a, oh, so that was just on the floor. No. Yeah, that was just a highlight. The highlight is feet. So, so there's a. Um, Brilliant. You have a, a. You can you can have a sustain, but then you've also got uh, expression as well, and it's uh, oh. yeah, it looks kind of cool. That yeah, that, I, that, I get what you're saying. Great. Well, Rob, anyway, yeah. there you go. Um, I was I, I wanted to get a pair of those um, uh, the the Rolly um. Uh, you know what are they called the Lumies Blocks. for my little oh. live for my little tour for my little sort of taking around rig because I want a four octave keyboard that I can actually take around with my Mac Mac Studio Ultra and flat little screen I've got so I've got can play a four octave keyboard but there's no sustain input so I was wondering how on earth I'd be able to get sustain information with a controller keyboard that doesn't have a sustain input so that presumably would, would do the job perfectly yes I think you're absolutely yeah. I think so. so it's I mean, it, it's a, it's a little bit weird because there's there's I've had a conversation with Satish about it actually. Um, in that I kind of moaned because it doesn't have what it what it does have. It has a hardwired sustain output, so you can use it on any right. on any keyboard with a sustain input. That's good, but 
it's like the design is that you use it over Bluetooth. So you run it via Bluetooth yeah. into a phone app, and then your phone app provides the Bluetooth to MIDI connection to your oh, device, right. your your controller or whatever. Can't just go which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but also oh. that's putting something in the way. But at the same time, oh, it gives you a lot of configura configurability. But it doesn't have an expression pedal output, uh, hard socket one. Right. So you can't use it on a on an analog style synth. You know, sustain and expression, which would be really nice. You mm. can't do that. You have to do it either through your door or through this app. And then the keyboard will need to be USB, not just MIDI, unless you get some kind of iPhone USB to MIDI adapter. And it, it just gets quite complicated quite quickly. If you have a futuristic studio where you're running everything through an iPad or or something like that, then I think it's it's perfect. It's very future looking. I just feel it leaves too many of us behind. Uh, who would appreciate so a hardwired thing? So it doesn't even have an app for the, but it doesn't even have an app for Mac and PC. You see, you've literally got to do it with the phone. Um, must, no, you can you can Bluetooth it direct. Bluetooth LA. Yeah, you can Bluetooth it directly no, could, to Windows have, or Mac. Yeah. Right, so you don't have to have your phone involved if you don't want to. No, that's only when dealing with other external hardware instruments which is kind of where oh, my interest you. is i suppose oh, yeah. oh, so and and that side yeah. seems to be a little bit leaving leaving that in the dust to move forward into uh into more bluetooth ways but it very very interesting and i've not seen anything like it before mm. right okay that sounds cool the, um, the, Binson, just, the T-Rex Binson Echo Rec thing is uh like one of those luxury items that you see at <laughs> now um, yes 2100 I'm pretty sure when we first went to Nam with the with the guitar guys that we used to take Rich and, and mm. Rob there was a T-Rex tape echo prototype like you know maybe 10 years ago I wonder if this is a hey, well if I don't they've, they've had, had one, one on the market they've had one out have, have they for a while they've yeah. had a tape one out yeah it's really nice with the, sort of, the turquoise yeah, front right. on it the yeah, replicator, uh, which they also actually released as a Eurorack module as well, which involves these. Um, I think you can just it's a regular it's the same cassette that you'd have in a cassette, but you'd have to but mounted onto these different spools. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But the echo, but the Binson one though is an actual rotating magnetic um, drum. So it's like a, um, you know, so. Dave Gilmore's famous kind of echo on on echoes on um, uh, on the album um, <laughs> ah, the one just before Dark Side of the Moon is uh, metal. Okay, metal, that right. sound, okay. that that delay sound, which I think's been a holy grail delay sound certainly for guitarists. Um, right, was a Binson. So. Uh, and the one thing about this thing with this spinning, this spinning um, drum, you do have to apply some oil to it, and he said monthly. <laughs> so okay. I guess well, that's if you're going to yeah, be nothing like a bit of yeah sewing machine yeah. oil or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to quickly jump to a question just purely because it's sort of pertinent to uh, what um, what we're talking about. Uh, this one's from uh, Rocky. Uh, the videos are now hardly anyone seemed to be actually demoing the sound of products on their stands. Was that actually the case or just didn't have the right leads with you? Well, actually, I did have the right leads with me. We all did. Uh, and there were uh, some notable 
um, people who just didn't. I think there was the Donna drum machine and there was another thing that I can't remember. I didn't film it, but... And, and in some cases, we would go and stand there and say, do you want to do... And people just weren't interested in having any sort of video demo of their stuff. Either they didn't have the product specialist. But, yeah, we were all fully kitted up and, you know, just not everybody wanted to do it, It's which is... Oh. You seem kind of bizarre. Mm -hmm. I guess in some instances, people go to NAM and they're not going there for the media part. They're going there for the dealers and the exposure to try and get distribution, which is a different a different sort of purpose so you don't need a kind of groovy product demonstrator you just need well i i think you should anyway uh whatever if you're going to go and take a product you may as well have somebody yeah. demonstrate it right but maybe that's not the yeah. primary focus of everybody's trip so i suppose that might uh, that might kind of give you the idea yeah. uh, give an idea of what was going on um there is a one there is a one other thing that i wanted to throw in here which uh i think if i press this it might work let's see if it does hey taylor uh, i've been really interested in this i mean People have been trying to solve the problem of long-range collaboration in real time right. since the internet, right? right so what's right. different about what you're doing? Well, um, it works for one, so that, that, that... I think I'll leave that there because that was, <laughs> that was really interesting because there was, there is a, a certain other, uh, there, is, there is a certain other hardware solution which I don't know whether it works mm. or not, but I know a couple of people who tried um, and I'm wondering whether or not it does work. And this, the thing about this real-time one is what they've got, what they've written. Uh, he seemed like quite a smart guy. I don't know whether or not it's... No, they're just jumping on the bandwagon and, and theirs works a bit better or whether it really works a lot better than the Elk system. I've said it now. Um, but the thing that they've also written is they've written their own video conferencing system which works a much lower latency. So it makes it... And I saw the demo and it was actually quite impressive. So they've got a lot more kind of infrastructure. And I think you know, everybody's saying they use AI for stuff, but he said they use a certain amount of AI slash machine learning to routing the packets so they can get it down to... They say, you know, a 1,000 miles is where they... Uh, their sweet spot, under a 1,000 miles, and it can go anywhere between 10 to 50 milliseconds, which is actually in the realm of MIDI, you know, which isn't so bad. I don't know whether that's the case for um, the Elk system or not, but this looked kind of interesting. I think it's about 300 bucks for the system. And then, of course, uh, I don't know whether there was... I, don't, I can't remember if I asked him if there was a subscription uh, thing to it because it seems to be the case. So everybody has to have a box and subscription. Uh, this of interest to you, Gaz? Did you, what did mm. you think? Well, it's, it's definitely interesting. So just in case... Anyone's not aware. Me and Robin, we 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 both um, made some videos about our experience of using Elk a couple of months ago, um, and we tried it on numerous times. Um, so that thing about it working, you know, it it definitely worked. It definitely worked in the end. You know, we got it working great, uh, and the experience was quite profound. It really works. You know, we were doing stuff together. I mean, we lived 250 miles apart, and yet we were doing stuff together in a meaningful musical kind of way. Um, and so having experienced that, it's like, okay, great. It is, it is possible. Elk, since we made our videos, have changed what they do dramatically. So it's worth mentioning that now because um, what is it, Robin? They, um, you, you know about the new system? Yeah. Well, they've they've dropped the box. 
as much yeah. as anything. I mean, it, it all used to be that the magic would only work if you used their piece of hardware, their their lovely yellow box, which is on the yes. floor over there somewhere. It's but they've now <laughs> said, yeah, they've now said you can do it without the box, which is which is interesting yes. because there were other companies at the time. This real audio people might be them who I was looking at who who did it without hardware, but it was always laggy and always. Rev- required like a, a clock a central clock which everyone played to and that's kind of how it how they got around uh how they got so you weren't really jamming with each other you were jamming with the computer clock um but this yeah. worked i mean the, with the box it worked brilliantly we were in the same room is is how it felt and mm. i haven't had a chance to try it since they've said you can now do it just in your door in a browser on your machine without the special hardware but how how do they get around all the just the lagginess of the internet. I mean, this other guy was saying a thousand miles. That seems that seems a long way to be able to do something as as Gaz says, meaningfully musical with each other. I mean, well, they use I, one thing they use is they don't use TCP. They use UDP, which is a different protocol, which doesn't have the same packet queuing system. As far as I understand it, I'm not an expert, and nor will I pretend that I know what I'm talking about. But I know that. <laughs> so they have their own. They have a new box. So, so they they have a box, do they? Yeah. This this particular they one, do right? Have a I box. see. It's a box. Yeah, it's definitely got yeah. a box. Um, and that's. I mean, it, it didn't look like 300 bucks worth of hardware to me, but it looked like a box that you. Yeah. Uh, it was. It looked like. No, the pricing is all out of whack case. with this. Yeah, the pricing yeah, seems to be all over the place. It's not a, it, it, it kind of, I mean, we, we found Gaz talking about it, that the, the price of it just made it less and less likely because it's something you would use every now and again, unless you were a working studio working with people remotely all the time, you would yeah, use it. It's a great thing to be able to use once in a while, but you're not going to be paying a subscription and a large amount of money for a piece of hardware, both of you, yeah. if you're just going to use it once in a once in a blue so, moon. You could, yeah. you, you, could, you could get two rehearsals, including travel and hotel. For, for that, <laughs> yeah, for that you could. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you're like a, a producer nice working with, if you're a producer working with lots of artists, remotely tracking vocals and all that and that's it's a no-brainer isn't it that sort of thing there are well, a not lot necessarily of people not necessarily because it no because you don't need real time for that you can do a session with a different link ups and it doesn't have i know to you be, can but it's if, if you if you want to be talking about playing about playing playing is but if you want to be a producer who's listening to something and hearing it as the person's doing it in the room yeah, it doesn't so need to be real time if they're just does, they don't need yeah. to be real time if they're listening, though, do they? That's the thing. It's so niche. The actual, absolute real time. It's it's for players. You know, yeah. if you're a producer, like you know, if you had like fifteen seconds of millisecond, it's not going to make any difference, is it? But if you're playing, oh, no, a little bit like that. But if you have to, if you have to stop and then wait to listen to it, I'm talking about you want that kind of almost immediacy to be able to comment on. Yeah, I'm only stressing that. Does that. Yeah, yeah. That's all the difference. I mean, that's such a difference, though, between yeah. listening in close to real time to actually. So when me and Robin were playing, one thing we were doing, we just, you know, uh, one of us was playing guitar and the other was singing. And, you know, that is that relationship is so special that to, to you know, to be able to do that. And that that would be the key. If you can do that, then that's that that yeah. that's sort of like a such a 
benchmark for it to do. Um, mm. And with the health system, be, it has to be within. It, it has to be within a certain parameters. Otherwise, you're disconnected yeah. and you're not getting that warm feeling. It, yeah, more than the sum yeah. of the parts that you do when you play with yeah. someone in, to, in real time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so. I'd want well, to say it's like eleven milliseconds. People say, "Oh, that's way too much," but if you get it under eleven milliseconds, it's workable. Above eleven milliseconds, mm. it's just really not workable. Interesting. Well, I I, I don't know whether that um, whether this will get there, but I just thought it was nice to see something else. There's another opportunity. I mean, elk themselves yeah. weren't there, and I didn't see any. There, I think there might have been another another person doing it, but it's it's you know it's fighting the laws of physics to a degree, isn't it? There's not there's only yeah. so much mm. you can do because it takes a certain amount of time for for wavelengths to, to to reach their destination. There's not much you could do unless it's kind of preemptive, in which case it would be kind of weird. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, I've got uh, I'm just trying to think if we've got any more questions. Uh, is there anything else? Well, I should just have? say that the... Uh, that the oh, oh, yeah. That, oh, just oh, want to say that the Elk, the Elk software version is Mac only currently, so I can't test it because I'm a Windows person. But if you've got a Mac out there and want to give it a go, there's a free trial. You can go and download it and see if you can jam with your friends. Go and try it out. I'd love to hear how well that's going. Yeah, interesting. I was, I was going to say, it was the Soma Terror, was that, was that, am I late to the party with that? Was that before NAM? Yeah, well, we, we, sh we went to Warsaw and shot a demo with uh, Vlad. Uh, oh, okay. which was massive. I mean, ridiculously disproportional. It's considering the niche they operate in. It was like, you yeah. know, normally we'd expect a video to be, you know, in the tens of thousands, and it's like done more than 200,000 views. Oh, amazing. Well, it does look like an exciting product. That was all I thought. Yeah. I'd only uh, seen I'm it like, through the I'm, NAM coverage. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen it. But I, I'm right. looking forward to hopefully we get one in for review at some point. But I'm nice. running out of time because obviously we've got Superboo coming up as well. But that's Damn. definitely... Uh, Def Sorry, go. Was the uh, Nectar Panorama CS12, was that announced oh, at NAM? Yes, that it was. Because yeah. seems to that get looks good a lot of things really nice, that does. Um, and in evolution of the Panorama platform. Um, so, yeah, and that seems to have gone over quite well. Um, I haven't watched the, the video in, de in depth on that one, but I was uh, thinking that looked pretty cool. But also something which is like one of the worst musical demos oh, no. since the <laughs> Timberwolf. I know what you're going to say. I'm not, saying <laughs> I'm not saying something, isn't it, to be fair. Yeah, I know. It's the Muse Ovation's Beat Warp, which <laughs> on the surface yes. looks a really that great <laughs> it's, it's just the worst musical demo i think uh, you know yeah. it's just I, uh, if it has got some really unique features but the guy yeah. goes to say that there's these little led lights which are facing you and, and he talks about how that's really great They're for 3D the audience printed. to see um, I, I mean, I wish them really well with this. They're, they're trying to do something quite unusual. It's yeah. got four little mini joysticks at the front where you can kind of oh, I didn't program get, I didn't beats. Film that, but yeah. um, you can program beats that off these little joysticks, and that's like, oh, that's most curious. But then mm. it's not really explain anything. Uh, <laughs> and the kick and snare sound were trying. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things where oh. you just think what what's what's the I don't understand why why you're why you would 
he would do that. It just seems a little bit, you know. And I mean, it's not like I'm, I mean, you know. Sorry, it does look promising on. though, and I hope it works out for them because it looks like they're trying something. With, certainly in um, in the way that they are presenting it as something quite unique and those little joysticks yeah. I get I've never seen anything quite like it it's worth having a look but it definitely it was just how you could how you could get more excited about the fact you're 3d printing part the knobs than the actual product itself <laughs> what it could do it would baffle me <laughs> that's very yeah, true anyway. Uh, uh, well, you know, uh, I don't know. You get people who are very monofocused yeah. on certain things, and it's you know that's maybe he was yeah. the 3D printing guy, and the other guy couldn't make it <laughs> or was. couldn't make it to the show, and that was that's what happened. You know, that's the the cards that they were dealt on the time. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway. I'm just looking for some. Uh, look at Do they still have a? Yeah, I think we might be. Oh gosh, it's quarter past five. Those endorphins pedals are quite cool. I think an interesting yeah, development. Yeah, that's good. I, I, d um, I think that's going to be interesting. There, there was still a few yeah. things there. There was the um, I can't remember what it was. It was the central. Oh, I've forgotten now. Oh yeah, no, that's been. There. I know which one you mean. <laughs> no, I can't think of it. Uh, central center semi-modular wavetable one volt per octave thing. Yes, that's Is that what you mean. The center. Yeah. That seems to cover it. Yeah, yeah, that seems to cover <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, but that, we saw good. that, I think, last year. I, I think it's, it's been uh, knocking okay. around a little while um, yeah, as an individual been, yeah. module as opposed to the, the collection of bits that it put together. But again, not a fabulous oh. demo particularly, I didn't think. Overly complicated. Yeah, well, I think, interesting. Thing, I think that's the, the other thing about it is, is um, you get when, when shows go through transitions like this, you generally get a sort of new batch of exhibitors uh, or exhibitors that would normally be in maybe a larger collective, you know, like the Perfect Circuits or the, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of the, the, the place in LA that uh, used to do it, and also Superbooth, you know, they, they used to have booths there. And I think when they become less about that, um, sort of coming out into the open, it's sometimes they don't have all the parts in place that help them present mm. their products in the best light. And I think, you know, that's the mm. one thing. I mean, we do try and be sympathetic. I mean, sometimes one might film something and realize that perhaps it's not going to do any favors if we you know we would sometimes pull a a, a video um, but that's really different um that depends it would have to be fairly bad these days because i mean if you're there you're going to all that trouble then you just sort of tend to put it out it's it's when people come across as maybe um you know not knowing anything about what they're talking about or rude or whatever you try and do that just to sort of protect them from the worst aspects of the internet comments but sometimes people yeah. need to figure out that they're not doing it right and they need to do it a bit better because yeah. otherwise they'll just keep doing it uh, yeah. Nick, can I just mention about that endorphins pedal though? There's a, there's a few things that are definitely worth mentioning. Uh, yeah. One of which is quite interesting to see uh, a modular manufacturer move in into a different territory making pedals. And, uh, and the two pedals that they've announced, the Ghost and the Golden Master, are both essentially ports of their modules into pedals so this is an, in, an interesting yeah. thing we've seen it happen a few times but seeing this happen in it's it, it, definitely interesting but yeah this yeah well the golden master i've got that in my live rig is essentially a, a module kind of tribute to the tc finalizer the rack unit so this kind of evolution now of them being influenced 
to making a module that's essentially an you know like a a mastering you know it's got a three band um eq three band um compressor and a three band stereoizer mm-hmm. yeah. um so it's essentially based on that idea of the TC finalizer. So then that now going into a pedal, that's quite interesting, isn't it? A, a kind of mastering chain in a in a pedal, a stereo mm. in, stereo out. Um, obviously, for use for all sorts of purposes. But um, how I, I, I can't think of any other mastering chain as a pedal out there. No, so, well, what I find well, what I find funny about it is it's like. We've been all sort of using guitar pedals and sort of using them with our Euro racks, you know, like all the, you know, all the Strime and stuff and stuff for years. And now it's going the opposite way around. You know, people like, you had people mm. like Eventide bringing their products out for Euro rack. And now Euro rack people are putting it back in pedals. I find it a little bit confusing who that's aimed at. Because if you're a Euro person, why would you buy it in a pedal when you could just put it nice and neatly in your rack? And what guitarists is one are going to want to use it? So, just seems like some of these seems to a little bit of a, a bit of an odd kind of sit in an odd kind of kind of market. Mm. Oh, I, I, I totally, like the, totally disagree. Got things like the microcosm and things like that, which you could argue are, are kind of unusual products and more you would expect to see in a Euro rack or something. But for, for that, I just wonder what you, what would you use it for? Is a mastering thing for? Oh, you could use it for so many things. So the fact it's in a pedal just makes it versatile for everything, you know, live, desktop, mm. keyboards, guitar. Out of, uh, I mean, especially with the move away from uh, using amps on stages, having something that, you know, you've got your pedal board and then you've got like a mastering chain thing at the end of your mm. pedal board. I think it's huge. But the other one that they've done oh. is the Ghost, which is uh, yeah, that which was a module that was a collaboration with Andrew Huang. So that moving into a pedal, that definitely has more of a, comp, you know, more into that kind of strimony sort of uh, fancy digital pedal effect. Uh, you know, so two very different products, but both worth mentioning, though, because they're both mm. unique and interesting in the world of Eurorack, so that coming out. And and it, then- yeah, and you're right. It absolutely makes sense for them to be at NAMM as well, because as you say, there was still a lot of guitar stuff there. I mean, not as much as one might think. I mean, you know, it's just... Because I think it was not last year, last not last year, not the 2020 year, but the 2019 year, it was sort of ultimate, the ultimate Nam synth show. And it was almost like synths completely overran everything else. And that was the star of the show. It was the most vibrant area. The hall, uh, the, 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 the hall five, you know, just was full uh, to the brim of synths. And there were lots and lots and lots of synths. And then that sort of tailed off. So I guess <clears throat> guitars just... Are, are sort of residually there and i suppose the thing is with guitars is there's there's not massive amounts that change i mean i think we get to that s- situation a lot with synthesizers now as well because there's been so many of them it's hard to do something completely different although we've got the new expression instruments you know the c15 the osmos the all of that kind of stuff that really does change Ooh, the market to it- a degree so there was a biggie. There was a biggie, wasn't there, in Nam? The Yamaha wireless headphones. Oh, I didn't so, see that. No, four milliseconds wireless. Oh, four four milliseconds. So that's definitely usable. Uh, so yeah, wireless headphones that are musically useful. That's yeah. a biggie. Well, oh, you know, and, the, 
And the CK <laughs> keyboard, I have to say, um, th that's worth checking out, which is basically, it's like a massive reface YC slash CP. Has more effects in it. It's got oh. three parts. It's quite affordable. Uh, they And that sounded really good. Jim did a really good demo of it, uh, sounds only demo. And oh, that nice. actually looks like, you know, it's a stage keyboard, but it's 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 like Reface, Reface Pro, which um, between the YC and the Refaces, it's, it seemed to have to sit pretty well and it sounded good from what I could gather. Um, Robin, any other any other business before? I think we should probably wrap up. It's been going on for ages. It's a long show from, by my standards. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that covers it. Uh, just one comment on the Ghost is that it was a bit baffling as a module and I really like the fact that they've laid it out and like labelled it for us old idiots who don't can't quite understand Andrew's routing through this field of knobs. And so, you know, pedals from one point of view just give you more space um, and then you run it on your desktop like you do lots of other bits and pieces and have to thump big foot buttons but um yeah, yeah good I, I like i like the fact that it's laid out better right oh that's good yeah no fair enough i mean i think most most of them these days use those kind of really silent push ones like uh, where did we see those that, that like they have on the uh, soma cosmos just really nice little sort of uh, momentary they don't have that kind of clunk clunk thing that you know you suspect <laughs> it's going to break after a while but anyway thank you chaps um i i, I don't know gaz if you're streaming later or whether you're uh, I, I, whether you... yes i'd like to make an announcement about that i am going to do a live concert tonight at 8 p.m oh. with live visuals as well uh so i'm Ooh. going to do that it's going to be a bit of a trial we're going to been practicing most of the week um so we're going to do it with live visuals on my normal gas williams show but i'm going to be doing some of the bad workman kind of thing that i've been working on but yeah with but with live really trippy visuals courtesy of sloon Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. Well, that sounds good. So, 8 p.m. on the uh, yes, there it is, the, uh, YouTube at Gaz Williams. So, uh, yes, I'm on for that. I'm not going to be talking. So it's just going to be music. So, uh, but, but please come. I, I'm going to, you know, and use the chat room. <laughs> I got a concert for one the other night as their dry run, and it was very good. Oh, excellent. All right, well, lovely to see you too, Robbie. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in person. Uh, we Thanks. will be doing another yeah, uh, EMOM at some point in the near future. Brilliant. Um, just bit, there's lots of stuff in the way, like big trade shows where we've got to organise large sure. teams of people. Uh, but uh, nice to see you also, Robin. Maybe Will we see you in Berlin? Are you going mm. to Berlin, Robin? Yes, I'm catching a six o'clock flight out Saturday morning from Norwich, which will be fun. Uh, Gaz, you should get on board. You should finish your gig, right, and then just... Come over to to Norwich and we'll get on the get on the six o'clock to Amsterdam and then another flight to Berlin. You know, it's all direct, not from Liverpool Norwich, but hey, Norwich. Uh, <laughs> I've done that. So that's I, the plan. I, I, when I was touring, yeah, we drove from Liverpool to Norwich. It's 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 a it's a difficult road, if I may say so. <laughs> it's a it's a long one. It is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. <sighs> east to west, west to yeah. east, even. Well, there's a chance. Yeah, but then I'm just there for the day. Oh, like last time? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just flying in for the day. Stay the night, though. Stay the night in Berlin. I'm bringing one of my kids with me, so that'll be a bit of an adventure. So am I. Yeah, just I'm an early start. Um, um, so nice. Yes, she'll, she'll experience me at work. 
which may be horrific for her, or it may be an eye-opening <laughs> experience. We'll find out. Um, anyway, thank you, everybody. Thanks, Bye. everybody, in the chat. Uh, lovely to see you all. I'm sorry we didn't get through to a lot of your questions, but do keep them coming if you've got any questions, either for the, uh, the next week's show or if you're quick. Um, they just go in the database, so uh, they'll, they'll be caught uh, and we can, we can put them to our palace. That's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you all um, in a week's time. Take care. Bye-bye now.